Thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, I have none other than Jared with the Toro Company. How's it going, Jared? Great, Naylor. How are you? Good, good. I didn't want to pronounce your last name and, and mess it up. So how do you pronounce your last name? Nissen. Oh, I would have totally messed that up. And I'm, I'm, I try to really pride myself because my last name isn't the easiest either, Talia Farrow. So I try to make sure that I, I uh, am conscious of that for everybody else. So I would have never guessed that. So you said Nissim? No, I mean Nissen. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Nissen. honestly, that's why I, I avoid your last name every time it's off because I'm all butcher it too. So all good, man. <laughs> that's fair enough fair enough so thanks thanks for uh, for joining me today on this special episode wanda you know I've, I've had a lot of local folks as well as people on social media that have reached out to me um you know whether they see some of the equipment and setups that i have and, and if they haven't followed me along or followed uh followed along my you know my my journey i guess and they maybe just stumbled upon me they don't know how long I've had certain things. They might think that I just got certain mowers or, or whatever. And they're like, Oh man, you know, where, where, where have you, where'd you get that from? My dealers are out of this or I can't get that. Or how do you, you know, I need to fix this cause this, this is broken and parts. And it seems to be a common um, theme right now with people either, you know, mowers are on back order, parts are on back order. Um, people starting their businesses now are probably having a really hard time if they need to purchase things flat out because they can't get them um, or they're just delayed. I mean, it's not just mowers. It's a lot of things. I mean, people are trying to get work trucks and those are delayed, all that. But, you know, we're here talking uh, about mowers and, you know, for specifically Toro mowers. And I wanted to kind of just hash that out with, with you and, and, and the Toro company. And what are some of the things that you guys are doing and some different tips that you can offer our contractors um, right now in you know June of 2022. But before that, let's go ahead and if you can introduce yourself to the to the listeners, who you are and, and what you're responsible for at the Toro Company. Yeah, definitely. So again, my name is Jared Nissen, and I'm a marketing manager over our landscape contractor equipment at Toro. So everything from the Z Master lineup to the grandstands. And then a counterpart of mine actually works on our on our turf renovation products, so you know, spray master and our and our heavy duties also. Nice. Um, so, so what are what 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 I just said with my opener? Is there anything you know? Do you do you can you relate to any of that? Have you had any kind of conversations with any uh, contractors uh, on your end to to kind of have similar thoughts about my what I just said? Absolutely. So. You know, one thing that we we pride ourselves on here at Toro is our connection to our customers. So we we spend a lot of time traveling and visiting customers, and also on the phone with with our sales channel and and also end users. So you know the the big theme that comes up is labor, and then another thing is product availability. So when you get into product availability, um, Toro as a company, we've actually I think performed fairly well compared to some other manufacturers. And, you know, I'm on calls probably three times a week that involve, all right, what should we do here? Because components haven't arrived from manufacturing. So we're airshipping a lot of product, um, any way that we can speed up the process. And to be quite honest with you, Naylor, in the end, that cost a lot of extra money. So, you know, is inflation is a, a massive theme that everybody's talking about across all industries. Is our components components go up, component prices go up, expedited shipping in order to actually get product out of the market, you know, you're seeing an increased price. 
to the end user. So, you know, with all that being said, when it comes to product right now, I mean, there should be an easing of it where we can, you'll see as a whole throughout the industry, more product availability, you know, in the coming, let's say eight to 10 months. Um, if you can get product, if you need it now, if you need equipment now, um, buy it is, is my recommendation. I mean, because, you know, a lot of people have, have been holding out, you know, over the last six to eight months, 12 months, expecting prices to come down. And it's just a market where that's probably not going to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, if, if, if you need it, you need it, right? I mean, you're not going to be able to make money if you just keep sitting around waiting. Um, I feel the similar thing about the, the housing market, right? It's, it's the same kind of philosophy. People, everyone's selling their houses right now because it's a great market to sell a house, right? Because you can get, get more money and then they're just sitting on that money. They're like, you know, renting something somewhere or whatever. They're waiting to buy a house. But eventually that's, that's, that's going to change the whole market because if everyone stops buying houses, then you won't be able to sell houses either. So and interest rates have gone up and all that. So obviously the government's trying to do their share of trying to level things out a little bit, but, you know, and, and then there's all of us, you know, there's the, the manufacturers such as the Toro company. Then there's us contractors. We're trying to raise our prices, make sure that we're, you know, staying ahead of everything. Cause you know, you, so somewhere some, something's got to give. Right. And, and, uh, but at the end of the day, without the equipment, we can't, we can't make any money. We can't get stuff done. Um, what, what about some, were there, were there any like changes or updates that you had to make because of all of this? Like say maybe like some, some new updates or mowers that were going to be released that maybe you had to change the release dates or things like that without necessarily saying the specific ones, but did that, change like your, you know, your, your fleet or, or whatever the right terms are? So it, it has caused us to change timing and timelines on some of our product launches that we have coming up next year. But overall, you know, what's going to happen is we're still going to launch products, but we're not going to have the volume and production ability that we thought we would have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I would say overall, our product pipeline is extremely full. You know, I know batteries been a big push that we communicated at GIE last year. Um, but on the gas side, we've got a ton of really good, strong products coming out too over the next year. So what, um, so you, you're just talking, you said the battery, that's, that's huge. That's, that's kind of been like the future push, right. Of, of everything. Um, you know, industry wide, it seems to be all about batteries. So why don't we just touch base on that a little bit? I know you guys really introduced some stuff commercially last year, right? Um, uh, so what, what what are what are some good things that that we can expect that you're able to talk about you know for for the Toro company uh, to come with with battery specifically with the contractor uh, on the contractor end, right? So so last year at GIE we launched the Grandstand Revolution, so the yep. Grandstand powered by the Toro Hypercell battery, and then also the Z Master Revolution. So I think you know coming up over the next six months you are going to see a few more variations to what we came out with last year. And then also, you know, a little focus on, on let's say some, uh, uh, let's handle equipment. Yeah. So we're working through really, we have a very large portfolio and product breadth right now. We're trying to figure out how do we expand battery to also have a very large portfolio. So, you know, 
where to begin and, and what are the next steps. I think we have a pretty good idea of, of what products will be coming out over the next four or five years. Now it's just, okay, implementing that. Right. How many new things do you expect to, uh, obviously you're probably not going to be able to tell us what they are, but what are some new or how many new things, if, if there are any new things going for the uh, Equip Expo, formerly GIE Expo this year, will you have anything new and exciting? Absolutely. So we'll have at least one, two, three, four, five, six, at least six new products. Wow. Seven, maybe. Wow. So I mean, we'll be we'll be pushing up five to ten new products. Wow, that's exciting. That is really exciting. And uh, and I'm guessing, like you said, there's going to be some more push on on the uh, the electric front, the the battery front, and uh, keep keep driving that and see how we can get that. I think commercially is probably the biggest thing, right? I think it's been proven for home for residential that 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 it works. I think there's a lot of mixed reviews, you know, from the contractor. Um, side of things. So I think that's probably where, where, uh, I would imagine you guys are focusing a little, a little bit on that as well. Like, like you already have with the revolution series and so on. So, um, do you have any more things to talk about that or any adjustments you've made from, from when the revolution series came out and, and just any of that kind of conversations? I'm sure you've had a lot of dialogue in the last year of different contractors and quote unquote YouTubers or whatever, you know, like to, to help kind of you know, and uh, just engage the conversation to maybe tweak some things here and there, or just uh, steer things in the right direction. So it's 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 really eye opening to see the amount of dialogue that happens when you talk about the battery products. And granted, you know, a lot of the guys that are running gas now look at it and say, "No, absolutely not." Right? But so right. there's that feedback that comes out, but then there's so many that that see the potential and, and also that have tried the product. I mean, we've, we have units out in the field that are being demoed by contractors like yourself. And, you know, the feedback from them has been extremely positive around the handling and the runtime and, and the quality of cut, which are really the main parameters that we're looking at here. I mean, the biggest concern from people in the field is, is it going to run all day? And, yeah. you know, we've seen some very, very promising runtimes, both in our test conditions and also in, in, you know, the full on real world applications. And, um, you know, so I think that's, I think that's something exciting that we've gotten from the test. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that being said, it's really about expanding it out to the other, to the other product lines that we have. I mean, I think that, you know, based on the feedback, we're going to have a very strong reception or the, the the grandstand, which comes out here in a few months, production, and um, and with the Z Master, but you know again it gets it gets down to keeping the foot on the pedal and and really expanding it out more. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. So I was curious about um, as far as everything going on with inflation and supply chain shortages, how is that affecting you know battery powered or or isn't it? And and if it is, is it affecting it in a good way or a bad way? So the, the design of the battery, no. I mean, all that is, is it's impacting our costs. Okay. Right. So um, I think one thing in particular, though, that inflation is doing is, is, is you look at the cost of gas on a national average is over $5 a gallon. I mean, it makes the, it makes the business case for battery even, even more attractive. Right. So we have, 
on our website that has the Revolution products. It's revolution.toroba.com. We actually have a calculator to where you can go in and, and plug in the hours used and um, a number of different inputs, and it gives you the, the total cost of your battery unit versus a gas unit. So that's a nice little tool that helps people realize, okay, when gas is at 530 a gallon, the payoff of the unit based on the hours I use could be, you know, two years. So, because when you look at the, just the base price of a product, it's substantially more for a battery powered product. Um, But when you figure if you're mowing uh, eight hours a day and use a gallon and a quarter of gas per hour, that's, what is that, 10 gallons per day at $5.50 a gallon, it's $55. I mean, so you can think about the cost that just goes into gasoline alone. And you've also got the, you know, belts, oil, all these, all these different wear components and um, service updates you need to provide on gas equipment that, to be quite honest with you, don't want battery equipment. Right. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Hey guys, the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. It's worth it so in so many ways. All of the outdoor demo areas plus the indoor showroom. Talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and uh, meet new ones, find new ones, and all the networking opportunities. A lot of great events, great food, great times, great educational opportunities as well there. So go ahead and check it out. If you don't know what it is, you can click the link in the episode description there and you can check out all about it as well as register. Uh, you can use my code LCR to save 50% off at any time. But if you register before September 9th, you get the early bird discount, which means with the 50% off, it'll only be $10 per person if you use code LCR. Again, that link is in the episode description. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you there. What was the biggest thing that kind of steered the Toro company in the direction of focusing on electric? I mean, I know it seems like that's a common thing for a lot of brands, but is there other than just it seems to be an industry trend. Is there anything above and beyond that? That the, It seems like the tour company for sure is like years and years ahead. Like you guys, your R&D is like working on stuff now that is like, you know, years ahead probably, if not longer than that. So I feel like you guys are always way ahead with the planning uh, of that. So, you know, what, what was what was kind of like general theme of getting into electric for, for the Toro company? Customers. I mean, you know, if you're not listening to your customers, then you fall in a hole and you don't get out sometimes. So, again, we go back. We do a lot of ways to the customer research. We have a, a pretty darn good idea of what's happening in the market. So we had a, a large number of customers, both, you know, extremely large municipalities or, or large landscapers down to, you know, one guy cruise and came to us and said, hey, we we need a high quality battery product design it for us, you know, produce it. So it was, it was really the feedback from our customers that pushed us in this direction. And, you know, another piece, and I have to reiterate this Naylor is we're continuing development on gas products. That's not, we're not, we're definitely not leaving 
that that side of the equation either. So we'll, we'll keep in focus there. But, you know, the battery, what that also enables you to do is when you think about the technology side, um, really the integration of technology into your, into your day-to-day operations, the battery platform makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, think about, you have a Tesla and you pull up to a supercharger, you plug it in and it automatically, you know, your payment, payment goes through your app, right? You don't have to do anything. You don't have to put your card in, nothing. So that type of, of integration between equipment and systems is much easier when you have that, that whole battery set up. Mm-hmm. For sure. So what were you going back, switching to gas? What, uh, what, what are some of the things that you're working on with gas? Some of the innovations or, or updates? So we're always, you know, the, the field's telling us we need more horsepower. You know, we, we hear that every year. So we're working on, on some things on those lines. Um, we're looking into really trying to create more efficient products. So, you know, maintenance is something that is frustrating for me because when I talk to people and, and, you know, a lot of people don't perform the maintenance needed on equipment. And, um, I think that you do a very good job of that, but there are, there are a number of people out there that complain about, oh, well, I, you know, my, my equipment's failing after a couple of years. Well, how often do you change the oil? Oh, every four or 400 hours. It's like, well, you know, it should be a hundred. So um, I think properly taking care of your equipment helps the lifetime of it. Helps you be more efficient because you don't have breakdowns. But then we also, you know, a big area of focus for us is how do you make yourself and your crews more efficient and then also, how do you utilize capital? So the uh, the grandstand multi-force, that's one area where you've got, you know, one base piece of equipment and you can do a whole variety of things with the 10 different attachments. So that re- reduces the number of pieces of equipment that you have to maintain, that you have to store, and to be quite honest with you, you have to pay for up front. So that creates a, a more efficient arsenal you can use your round. So we're trying to focus on areas like that to really enable, enable customers and, and, and contractors to be more efficient because, I mean, we talked about labor earlier. I mean, it's, it's not easy to find help. So right. if you can get two guys that can do the work of three people, then that's a win. For sure. Yeah. And speaking of the multi-force, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm, I'm a huge fan. I, I got a multi-force a few years ago. I had been looking at them ever since they came out back in 2016. Um, I didn't get the multi-force. I got the, just a regular grandstand, but, uh, you know, that one was updated as well for the 48 inches on up. The whole frame was, was, was all different, everything. And I liked a lot of the changes and updates with that. And I always had my eye on the multi-force. I finally got one a, a couple of years back and been getting attachments little by little as they keep coming out, like the most recent one. And, and my, my whole point was basically, my theory was basically what you were saying about the multi-force is that it's something that my business can keep growing into, you know, as, 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 as more things develop, like, Hey, now I can get this attachment or I can do this or that. And with just one unit, one main unit. Um, and most of the things are just a, a one person operation, you know, like dethatching, you know, you get, if you have the side bagger, like I have and dethatching attachment, one guy could just go up and down and like myself or whatever can, can pretty much knock it all out. Obviously there's different little things here and there that having another person can help with the prep and clean up and all that kind of stuff. But it's really like you 
said, reducing the, the, the need for staffing as well as increasing your productivity, utilizing one machine versus having multiple, having a separate dethatcher and this and that. And the most recent thing I used was the mulch force. That was amazing. Being able to drive around, you know, with the uh, mulch in the, in the bucket on the, on the actual mower, the grandstand, then just dumping that out whenever, wherever I needed to and a little bit of time or the whole thing. So that's super efficient. So I say all that to say, it's a great machine and I enjoy it, but also, <laughs> also what, what are some, you know, there's 10 attachments already like, geez, are there, are, are you guys done or are you thinking of some more attachments as things come along? You know, we're, we're always thinking of and considering more. And again, it comes back to, to feedback. And I think we've got a, a couple more attachments that, you know, we, we're looking at and saying, all right, you know, we're involved in develop of them, development of them now. I mean, there's, there's a nice opportunity of there. Nice opportunity there, but overall, I mean, we've we've got a pretty nice assortment that covers a lot of ground. And like like you said, it's if you got two, three guys, if you have one guy, I mean, there's a lot of utility that you can have through those attachments. I've I've pushed a lot of wheelbarrows, and I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I um I kind of look back at that, and the first time I I ran the multi force with the mulch force on it. And I, a part of me cried because I thought of how quickly I could have done all the work that I'd previous done with a wheelbarrow. So, right. um, you know, it's, I, I love that attachment personally. And uh, I've used a lot on my, on my own little property, but um, yeah, we definitely, we definitely have some more developments coming along that, you know, timing. I can't really commit to much here, right? but um, we're not, we're not done yet with that. Nice. Yeah, it's definitely a, a great assortment, and that that is uh, exciting to hear. What what about the actual multi force itself? Anything on you know different engines or power? Anything? I know you're talking about horsepower in general and some things. Any any adjustments or differences on any upcoming multi forces? I know there's there's a fifty two and a sixty. Are you thinking about a forty eight or anything else or fifty four or anything or just sticking with the fifty two and sixty and same engines and going with what works? For the for the short short term, we're going to stick with what we have now. Um, I honestly, Naylor, my biggest concern is, can we make enough of them? <laughs> yeah. You can't keep them so, in stock, right? <laughs> right. We've, there's a lot of people that are, are really seeing the value in that machine now. And I, yeah. I'm not sure if it, it was just getting the word out or if it's, you know, the, the labor issues is driving that. I think it's probably all of the above. Yeah. But, um, I'm doing every, everything I can over here to make sure that we're making as many of those as we possibly can. And then, you know, down the road, we'll, we've got a couple of things we're working on, on those lines. Nice. Nice. Or two out. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. So um, another quick thing, how many years of R and D do you normally have for things? I guess for an example, since things that are already out, we know like the revolution series, like, and I, I know some things are going to be different. They take longer than others, but like, how long does it really take Toro to research this, like to go through the development of all this? So when you look at and, and take it from idea, you know, conception to actually having a product production product ready to sell. I mean, it's, it's all over the place and it's, there's a couple of things that come into play. One is complexity. So when you look at the, the revolution series, we developed our own batteries, which is a multi-year project. The development of the equipment, you know, to work with batteries is a multi-year project. And quite honestly, I mean, it, it, it could go from, you know, let's say two years for the product development 
life cycle to it, it could have been five or six if we wouldn't have put focus on it. You know, so something something like the Revolution series, you, you can't develop that overnight, yeah. especially developing your own batteries. Right. And then gas products, it, it gets a little more, I would say, simple because we've been doing that for 100 years. Right. right? And uh, working with internal combustion engines is pretty straightforward at this point. Yeah. So, you know, anywhere from six months to a year or two for the gas powered stuff. And, Battery was was a couple years, but I think one thing that we've done with our battery products is try to build platforms, right? So we can we can start with all right. Here's a release of this product, but then we can build variations of that product and and you know expand that out through our portfolio. Yeah, I think we've I think we've been fairly intelligent about how we've done it in the early stages, which will enable us to be very quick over the coming years. Yeah, well, I know definitely. And uh, when I was there, well, like a year now, I think last year. Um, yeah, you're, you're from September. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Time flies by. But um, when when I was there that a year ago, there was a ton of research going on. Uh, we had a tour, and there was a ton of like testing, and I mean, we couldn't see too many things, but we could see where you were testing all the different mowers and whether it be like cold and heat extremes and the amount of hours and, and slope, you know, like how can it, can it hold a certain slope and all these different like rooms that you had to test the, you know, the engines to the, to the wheel, you know, to the, to the, the transmission, to all these different things. Like I had no idea that you guys really put these mowers through the test. I mean, you, you know, you run the engines like hundreds and like, like I think thousands of hours or something to get to that, that time frame of what would be typically, you know, what, what, what a contractor would use it for to see when it's going to fail, if it's going to fail, you know, all these different things. So, um, I, I was just blown away. Can you, can you touch upon that a little bit? Yeah. So one, one, one thing that, uh, somebody told me that I'll never forget is, you know, talking about capital involved and in, in paying for all the, all the testing equipment and, and the overhead involved. And he said, you know, you can, anybody can make a mower but you can't make a good more without that investment. So, you know, we test things to the extreme and then I'll use the revolution series as, a, as an example here. You know, not only do we test it, but we also work with third party agencies to test it too. So our, our revolution series is certified through a third party on top of the normal testing that we do on our end. Wow. It's, I mean, you know, everything from, from the tilt table you talked about to looking at hillside stability to, um, you know, we've got some bump tracks, which are yeah. kind of common to watch. So, yeah, I remember um, that. <laughs> we've got, we've got a lot of teams that, that are focused on making sure that it's high quality equipment. Yeah. And uh, I think that really comes through when you're looking at, at what we see on our warranty site. Yeah. So rounding things out back to the, what we talked about on the top of the episode, what, what are, um, what are some things that we can tell the listeners and contractors out there that are wanting to invest in Toro equipment, you know, and, and, and grow their business, uh, like with everything going on, what, what is Toro, the Toro company doing to really like, you know, to help keep the multi-force in stock for, for example. We're paying a lot of money to get components as fast as we can. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing that we're doing. We still have, you know, our fleet program. So if you're looking at buying 
you know, purchasing Toro equipment and, and becoming a member of that partnership. Um, you know, we have discounts on the product. Um, you know, again, we get back to that uptime, making sure that your operations are efficient. So then that gets into who's your dealer, what's your dealer support. And we have a very large dealer base and, um, I think they do a, do a very good job of responding and fixing equipment if there is an issue, because issues happen all the time. You know that, I know that everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the other thing is, I mentioned this earlier, is just take care of your stuff. I mean, if, if granted, our, we have some very strong warranties, but even if a product is still under warranty, you're going to have downtime if something goes wrong. Right. So take care of it. and you know, follow your service intervals. I think that's one thing that people generally speaking have a hard time doing. And, you know, I'm not sure if it's just keeping track of it or if they just don't want to take the time away to, to, to do an oil change at that point in time or whatever, but um, take care of your equipment if you want it to last. I think that's something we should all listen to myself included with my truck. You know? <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I think you know, going from solo to cruise, when you have that kind of graduation or that uh, progression, I should say, I feel like you have a little more respect for that uh, versus if you just kind of jump out the gate. You know, you can kind of get lost in the shuffle of of being having multiple crews, and and you and and you're like, you just got to go, 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 and you're not always conscious of all that kind of maintenance stuff anymore, like you said, and, and all the different people that are touching all the equipment, you know, that might not be treating it the same way as you would as an owner operator and all that. And yeah, they're commercial equipment, but I think that the, the, um, you know, the, the miss, uh, the, the misunderstanding is people think just cause it's commercial, you can just abuse the mess out of it and, and treat it like it's invincible or something like, you know, that's not the case. It just means it's, yeah. it's meant to withstand more than, you know, once a week residential mow, you know, it's meant for, you know, mowing daily, you know, week after week, month after month, but it's still going to have wear and tear. You still got to take care of it. So if you want to prolong the, the, the life of it, then, then you need to do all these things, like we said. And I think owner operators don't have as much of an issue doing that because we, we're the only ones, you know, handling it. But once we start having employees handling stuff, I know personally, that's where I started having, like, I mean, I never had this issue before. And now all of a sudden, you know, trimmers are breaking and mowers are having issues. I'm like, come on, man, it's not that hard. It was working perfectly fine for me. Like, so it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, we, no matter what level we're at as an owner, if we're owner operator or owner, and we have operators working for us, we, we, we still need to have the same mentality of, you know, having checks and balances, having checklists, all the different levels and sizes, whether you have your own mechanic, if you're that big or, or not, ever, you know, you need to find a way, a system to maintain your equipment, especially with everything going on. You know, you can't just necessarily expect to just go and buy another multi-force, just at a drop of hat. Maybe you might have to wait a little, you know, maybe even if it's only a couple of weeks, it's still, you might be down a couple of weeks, not being able to be as efficient, getting stuff done and, you know, just don't depend on, on all those things, depend on what control you can control. Right. And you can control doing, doing the maintenance and how you handle your equipment and following up on your guys and girls, if they're abusing your equipment and things like that. So I think those are, those are some, some good wise parting words from you and from me, uh, from my perspective as well to everyone listening that might be struggling to find equipment, um, or struggling to keep their equipment running, you know, just, do everything you can do, right? To, to, to take care of your stuff and it'll take care of you. So thanks, Jared. I appreciate your time. Did you have any other uh, parting words for, for anyone listening? 
Uh, no, the big, the big thing is uh, thanks for what you do for, for the industry and thanks for having me. Uh, you know, it's always a pleasure talking with you. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you, Jared. And I, and I can't wait to, uh, to see you again at, at the Equip Expo. Um, I'm, there's going to be lots of new and exciting things. I know they're really trying to spice things up with the new branding and everything. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to all the new stuff that the Toro company is going to come out with. And we can uh, hopefully play around with some of it out on the uh, outdoor demo area. Um, if at the very least, we'll be able to look at it and, and talk about it in the, in the, uh, the nice showroom floor that they have there. So you guys always put on a good show there. So uh, yeah, ho- hopefully it's not as dusty this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a little rough last year. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Jared. And thank you to the Toro Company, right, for sponsoring uh, the LCR Media Podcast. Definitely appreciate that. Helps the show keep on going and providing great content. Um, so until the next episode, thanks for listening, guys. This is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.